What do you take right now? Quick. I'll take a fixed. You would take a fixed, eh? Uh, I don't know. See, it all comes down to personal preference. Yeah. Really. And whether you are a little more nervous uh, or maybe you're willing to take on a little more risk. There is a study Mm -hmm. that shows that I think it's like something like Matt's going to have to look this up. 80% of the time you win taking a variable rate mortgage. And that's what I tell clients too. But I also tell clients that I'm a small TV, big warranty kind of guy. So (laughs) really? Yeah. That's a good line. Small TV, big warranty. Mm -hmm. So, and I would probably, I I would never take the warranty on a TV. Never. I'm buying a TV like tomorrow. And I was thinking in my head, I was thinking this time I'm not going to warranty it. But this is the time something goes wrong. You know, honestly, the reason why I never, um, I, I never did that as I, I think I forget what company I was in. I was looking at a company and I saw the profitability of the warranty mm. and it's just so much profit in that warranty. Mm-hmm. Like they're the line item on their financial statements. Don't do, don't, you don't need a warranty. Um, but I think there's like three variables when you're making the decision of fixed versus variable, right? Mm-hmm. There is. how risky you want to be with your mortgage, how much you want to monitor the mortgage, and then the actual rate climate and the the rates that you're being offered at that time. So if we hold constant how risky you want to be, and we hold constant how much you want to monitor your mortgage, Mm. right? And we just analyze that third variable of what are you receiving? What what are the rate offerings that are available in the market on the day that you're making the decision or the period of time that you're making the decision? A lot of people don't realize, right? Like you do not need to make the fixed versus variable decision immediately. Right. And in many cases, people will have 90 to 120 days likely before they're going to close that mortgage. And depending on the rate environment, like if it was right now, I would say lock into a fixed rate mortgage today, regardless of whether you're like 90%, I'm going to take a variable, maybe 90% taking a variable, you take a variable, but lock into a fixed rate and then have the optionality closer to the day of closing as to whether or not you want to take the fixed rate or the variable. Um, So then you can start looking at how that decision would be infected. So the number one way that decision would be infected is government of Canada bond yield. So if it, the decision on whether or not to take a five-year fixed rate mortgage doesn't really require, you know, a degree in economics to understand. Mm. A five-year fixed rate mortgage is very close to the risk-free price in Canada. So the price that you should receive to invest money at zero risk in Canada is equal to, roughly speaking, the five-year fixed rate mortgage. It's actually directly equal to the yield on the government of Canada five-year bond, which, Matt, you can pull that up. Government of Canada five-year bond yield is 50 basis points, probably. It's been hovering around 50 basis points for some time. So you can see from 
you know, March coronavirus, we were probably hovering around one and a half in January. And then you can see falls off a cliff to 50 basis points where we sit now at 43 basis points. Mortgages are typically one to one and a half percent above that rate. That's the margin that you get for a mortgage, even though a mortgage is the same risk as a government of Canada bond yield because a mortgage is typically backed by the property Canadian government. Good job. So, uh, if someone is trying to make a decision of whether they're going to go fixed or variable, they know that the price in the future will always be a margin. Do you want to leave that up there or are we going to pay for the number of seconds that's up there, Matt? <laughs> the num- it'll always be, <laughs> I wasn't being funny. I was <laughs> like, I was annoyed. I was legitimately annoyed that he would pull that away that quickly. Anyways. Um, so y- you can see, like, we're on a pretty flat line here since March. Mm. So we need to think, what are the things that might impact the, the price of risk-free money in Canada? So what do we know from this chart? We know that when things get risky, when the world shakes from something, coronavirus, housing bubble, tech bubble, when the federal governments and the uh, bank of the federal reserve and the bank of Canada, when they need to inject stimulus, monetary and fiscal, the risk-free price of money drops, right? So what would be a good leading indicator to tell us that maybe this will start going up again? Um, I mean, the, the, the market pulling back yes, up, right? Yeah. So, and the stock market has wildly exceeded almost everyone's expectations. Mm-hmm. And we've got it up. Matt can pull the, the S&P. Like the S&P is at 3,600 bucks, 3,600 units, right? The, the, like, uh, yeah, there you go. 3,600 on the S&P. And again, you can see the drop. So this drop, really, if you could put maybe... Um, if you could put both of them next to each other, this drop would really nicely coincide with that drop that we saw in the yield. Mm-hmm. But we saw a massive escalation here. We're back up to above where we were pre-coronavirus in the market. Right. That did not happen in the bond yields. And the reason why that didn't happen is the governments are forced to continue to stimulate the economy and the the fundamentals of the stock market have veered away from the fundamentals of the actual economy. And we've talked about this in past newsletters. Uh, you and I have spoken about it. But that that changing, that that veering off course, you might hear they refer to it as the K recovery of the economy. Like typically you say an economy is recovering in a U-shaped manner which means it's taking a little longer for the economy to pick up. Or you say it's recovering in a V-shaped manner because it just like dropped and then boom, went back up. A lot of people were saying that this coronavirus will be a V-shaped recovery. But in actual fact, what's happened is a K-shaped recovery. So the market just kept skyrocketing up. So if you worked in Wall Street, go figure, you are sitting pretty. And if you worked on Main Street, you reached a certain threshold kind of halfway up on a K and then you pop right back down again. Right. 
because you're relying on stimulus. So all of that stimulus and the fact that the government, the, the government and the Bank of Canada are telegraphing, the economy is not out of the woods. A stimulus still needs to happen. The Bank of Canada announced this week that they are not going to move the prime rate up. They may move it down, but they will not move it up for another two or three years. Mm -hmm. So if you are deciding between a fixed rate and a variable rate mortgage, the, the one leading indicator that you would have thought would have popped rates is not affecting rates mm -hmm. because the S&P is thriving. The stock markets are going gangbusters, but the real economy sucks, right? right. Employment's being supplemented. Federal government's printing money like crazy. We spoke about that stat, two and a half dollars of money being printed for every one dollar of income that's been lost. All of that is leading to an economy that doesn't see a lot of inflation on the horizon, leads to a central bank, Bank of Canada, who's saying we're not going to change interest rates when they actually dropped them. And what do we see in the end? We see a five-year fixed rate and a five-year variable rate that are almost the same. And are they usually the same? No, 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 no. You're What's, usually getting a discount with the variable. Right, considerable. Do you, know, do you know why that is? Hot dogs and hamburgers? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to explain it? Uh, well, uh, Marcus was mentioning before the, uh, we were discussing this before the, before the show and, 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 and he used an analogy that I love that, you know, if, if everyone's going for the hamburgers, then something's got to be done to move the hot dog. So, you know, dropping the, dropping the price of hot dogs is going to, is going to get that going. Yeah. I mean, so it's, that's a really kind of crude example of something that probably has more macroeconomic factors affecting it, but it, it really is still supply and demand of, of the product. Um, the fixed rate mortgage has an inherent premium in it because people are risk averse. I think it's still probably the most popular mortgage product in Canada. Matt. Five-year fixed? Check that out. So a five-year fixed rate um, is a very popular product. Mm -hmm. And priced into that product is the security of not having to have your rate move on you. The variable rate does not have that. The variable rate is pegged off of prime. Where you win or lose on the variable rate is when you get it. So right now, what's the best variable rate mortgage we have? 1.45. 1.45%. So it's one full percentage point below prime. I think. What's the best five-year fixed rate we have? 1.49. Okay, so it's a four basis points different. I don't think I've ever seen a spread that tight before. Mm -hmm. That is telling you that, I mean, and you may we may see fixed rates pop up a little bit, so... If you are currently in the middle of buying a property, it's probably a good idea whether you're planning on going variable or fixed to lock in a fixed rate. But by the time you close, even if you saw a 15 basis point pop in the fixed rates and you are in the money essentially, that 15 basis points. So you said 149, right? 1.49% mm -hmm. on a five-year fixed rate mortgage. If by the time you're going to close on that mortgage, you're at 1.64% on a five-year fixed rate and you can lock in at 1.49. You can consider it, but I think you're still better off with a variable. Mm -hmm. 
I still think we are not out of the woods with this. The stock market is pricing in like a what seems to be a far more robust future with free money for a longer period of time. And what has been proven to us is the government and the central bank in Canada, in the United States, around the world, all the central banks are intent on ensuring that this economic momentum that we're starting to pick up continues. So we see the market pop when Moderna announces a, a vaccine or um, Pfizer announces a vaccine. That's all great momentum for the market. Those vaccines still need to be created. People still need to take them. They still need to, we still need to readjust the psyche of the general population. All those things are going to take some time. I don't know that that happens like full stop immediately. I hope, mm. I sincerely hope that it does. But I don't think, I also think that we haven't gotten out a lot of the gunk that's in the system, right? We're paying people to sit at home and not work still. We're paying companies to keep people employed. All that gunk that's in the system, once that starts getting taken out and it's going to get taken out slowly, the economy's not going to go straight up, right? Mm -hmm. The economy, the market will get excited that stuff's getting pulled out. It'll also get worried. And this is not going to be a straight line up. And every time the market drops, you'll see the bond yield drop. And it's not, the inverse is not true. Like it's not, the market's not going up and pulling the bond yields up with it. You can see. Mm -hmm. But if this market tanks, you'll see bond yields drop lower. And you'll see lower fixed rate mortgages. And you'll see very likely a 25 basis point or 50 basis point drop. In negative rates is really hard to predict, right? It's, it's a, such a, a, like such a mental barrier, such an psychological economic barrier for people for economy to go into negative rates but it's possible mm -hmm. um but you could see another 25 basis point drop on the overnight rate translating over to the fixed rate so you go from a 245 uh, prime rate 1.45 percent variable rate to a 1.25 percent variable rate entirely into one point one point two percent variable rate entirely probable mm -hmm. and you're not in negative rates you're at a zero percent overnight rate which is abundantly stimulating the economy. They're going to do whatever they can. So yeah. um, I would still, and I'm, uh, see, I caution you because I have always been a five-year fixed guy. I'm sorry, five-year variable. Like I've always, I was going to say, I've always taken variable rates over fixed rates. Mm -hmm. um, and we are in such a low interest rate environment. I think that at a certain point we're going to turn the corner. I think that you don't have to rush into a fixed rate because. You'll see a 15 basis point hike and then you can buy into it. You can buy into it based on the economic fundamentals that you see around you. But if you take a fixed rate at a time of uncertainty like this, you could be handcuffing yourself to a product, which is the, the only other reason other than paying a premium that one should be careful with a five-year fixed rate mortgage, especially if they're getting it from a bank because the penalty to break that mortgage sucks. Mm. I mean, there's little ways that we can get around it. There's ways that we can discount it. We've been doing it a lot lately. Mm -hmm. 
but it still sucks. What's the penalty to break a variable rate? Three months interest. Yeah. And the penalty to break a five-year fixed rate with a bank? A lot. <laughs> a lot. It's interest rate differential. It's the difference between the interest rate that you got when you got your mortgage minus that uh, you, you got a discount when you first got your mortgage. Yep. They consider that. And then they say you got three years left on your mortgage. They take the three-year posted rate. They discount it by the discount they gave you. They end up with this minuscule number. And then they subtract from the number, the interest rate that you're paying. Mm -hmm. They subtract that minuscule number. The difference is the interest rate differential. It's the amount of money the bank's going to lose. Hypothetically speaking, assuming all discounts are applied to the current rate remaining on your mortgage. Mm -hmm. And they are vicious with it. So when you consider that 75% of all Canadian mortgages are broken before their maturity, it's probably not a bad idea to go vary. When you consider that we're still in a period of economic uncertainty and we don't know what's coming and we may need more capital out of our home, maybe you don't want to be locked into a five-year fixed rate mortgage. Agreed, yeah. And to get back to hot dogs and hamburgers, why would it, if, if a hamburger typically sells for a dollar more than a hot dog and now all of a sudden hamburgers are the same price as hot dogs? What's going on? Something happened to the hamburgers? They might have gone bad. They maybe, maybe a study was just released saying that the hamburgers make you fatter. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's it. Five year fixed rate, five year variable rate. The decision again. There's three pieces to the decision, right? How risk averse you are, how much you want to watch it, and then what moment in time are you at? What products are you getting offered to you? How close to the five-year government of Canada bond yield is your five-year fixed rate being offered? That is close. Mm -hmm. So like typically we see that at one and a half percent, five-year fixed rates at one percent over now. Right. That's also showing you the demand for risk-free assets, right? That when the price of the five-year government of Canada bond yield drops that low, mm -hmm means that people are looking for risk-free assets, right? They don't want risky assets. And I would tell you right now at 3,600 on the S&P, get your money out, put it in the mix. <laughs> I don't know if like the OSC would love me saying that, but that's what I say. That's okay. <laughs>